Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. That's Brant, and today we're going to expand on the idea of empathy because we're going to talk about the importance of saying I'm sorry. And so I want to start off by saying I'm sorry. If anyone was expecting this podcast out Wednesday and it didn't come out on time, I'm sorry I've been sick. And if you're looking forward to it, then I know how frustrating that can be when you look forward to something and it doesn't happen the way you want to or hope to. So I apologize for not getting it out on time. But today we're going to talk about saying you're sorry and why it's important and and how to teach your kids how to do it. We're going to cover a three-step process that with the intention to answer five questions, because what I find is that if you can do the apology correctly, then it not only allows you, but it allows the other person to benefit from the exchange of saying, I'm sorry. What happens sometimes is that I think is that the idea that I'm sorry is is just a task we do or we teach our kids to complete in order to move on from this step to the next. And and so they learn, hey, if I just if I just say these words, I'm sorry, then I can then I can not worry about what happened in the past and and I can move forward to the things that I really want to do. So I think that's a mistake. And I really do think that if we do, I'm sorry, correctly, uh, both parties can benefit from from the exchange. So here's, I think that I'm sorry has two main points and one is for each side of the the conversation. For the person who's saying I'm sorry, I think the point of saying I'm sorry is really to create an internal understanding so hopefully that we don't make the same mistake again. If I'm really sorry about something, then I feel bad about what I've done and that that feeling about what I've done should be the motivation or impetus for me not to do it again. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to do it again, but it should be the thing that drives me. And then if you have to say sorry about something multiple times, then it's easier then to come to the idea that this may be something that I don't have control over and I might need help with. And that's good because we all need help. (laughs) We all need help with things at times. That is just the human existence. And, and so, and there's always good people around to help for the person who is being told I'm sorry, I think the main point is that they they get their pain acknowledged and understood. And really by saying you're sorry in a way that's meaningful, what you're really trying to do is you're really trying to reestablish a sense of trust. That sense of connection that has just been broken down because you did something that hurt the other person. When we hurt other people, it diminishes or erodes the trust that's already been established if trust has been established. And so what we're trying to do is we need to reestablish that trust so that the person who was offended can realize, A, this doesn't have to happen again, or B, it might happen again, but if it, if it does happen, it might be outside of their control and, and, I can, and I can let go of this and move beyond it. Uh, what I'm assuming what is the long-term goal is that I'm trying to maintain that relationship with that person. By not saying you're sorry about something, what you're saying is that I'm not invested enough in this relationship to keep moving forward. But parents, I think, want to be good. And so they try to teach their kids, hey, let's talk about being I'm sorry 
or being sorry, and let's go say you're sorry because it's the right thing to do. But the challenge is, is that there's more to the skill than just that. And so what we want to do today is we really want to draw out the skill of saying I'm sorry so that so the lesson gets learned, the relationship gets reestablished or maintained, and that the person who is offended can let go of whatever the pain is they're experiencing. And that's very similar to what we talked about last week with empathy. I make mistakes all the time. There's, I actually, this is one of the chapters in my Parenting to Potential course, which is getting good at making mistakes. Because mistakes are actually important to the process of our lives, and so we have to get really good at making mistakes. And one of the reasons I'm writing this now is because I made a mistake the other night because I snapped at my kid when I was emotional about something else, probably something else I shouldn't have been emotional about, but I was. And, and he was just trying to chime into the conversation and I snapped at him a little bit and he went to bed and I still hadn't kind of come down from the day. And, and I didn't sleep great that night because I felt so bad about what I had done and the way that I'd reacted to him. And even though I said I was sorry, I wasn't in the place yet to say I'm sorry because I actually was more concerned still with myself than I was for him. And so just like empathy, making sure that someone is in the place to actually go through the process of saying you're sorry is an important part of this, is an important part to every process. This isn't something you want them to rush through or to do again so they can move on to the task. Because if they can learn to do sorry correctly, then sorry has the ability to teach them something, to develop them, and to maintain relationships. So when when you know you've made a mistake or, or if you know your kid's making a mistake, what we want to do is we want to ask five questions. And these are pretty simple questions. Question one is, what did I do? Question two is, why did I do it? Question is three is, who did it hurt? Question four is, how did it hurt them? And the fifth question, which is really in aligned with empathy, is how would I feel if someone did this thing to me? And so we want to go through that, those five questions. And it doesn't mean they need to be long, drawn-out paragraphs. They can be simple answers. And so a lot of times when, when we as parents are trying to teach our kids to say, I'm sorry, we do it in the immediate moment because our kid goes over, smacks some other kid in the head and the other kid's crying. And we grab our kid and we say, listen, you go over to, to little Billy over there and you tell little Billy, I'm sorry for smacking you because they're under force of threat at that moment. They're going to go over, say, I'm sorry, little Billy for smacking you. And then they get in trouble. None of that is bad. It just could be better is, my, is, is kind of why we're here today. Now, when I screw up or I do something or my kids do something foolish, if I'm in the immediate moment, the first thing I have them do is I say, are you okay? Because the question of are you okay leads to the discussion, which answers questions one through four. Because the moment I say, are you okay? I'm acknowledging something. One, you're hurt. And the odds are I'm asking you because I did the hurting. And I'm going to try to seek the answer to how are you hurt? How did what I do hurt you? Because if I can understand or if I can help my kid understand how what they did hurt this other child, then it's easier than to answer question five. But I don't want to jump right to question five because there's those other four questions really give the context to what happened. By starting off the conversation with, are you okay? What you're doing is you're just acknowledging that you did something and you're going to try to seek to understand what you did. Anytime my kids are bickering or anytime my kids do something mean to the other person and they've hurt the other person, the first thing I have them ask is, are you okay? Because then they have to learn to sit in that person's pain 
and they have to get to the point where they realize they are the person that understood that pain. Because when you say, are you okay? And then the person responds with, it really hurt me that you said that to me. Now the person who asked, are you okay? Has to sit in the idea of what they've done and that what they've done has caused someone else pain. This is really hard to do. This is really uncomfortable to do. And because we don't do this, we actually don't develop this idea of being sorry and taking responsibility for actions as well as we probably should. And so if we ask that question, and that's in the immediate moment, are you okay? It starts that discussion. And so you're going to have to prompt your kids first. Okay, go over to the little boy and say, are you okay? Now, hopefully, if it's like at the playground and the other parents there, they'll allow the interaction to happen and they'll help their child talk about why they don't like being smacked, but sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. In the non-immediate, so in, in my scenario the other night when I was snapped at my son, it didn't dawn on me because I was in my own emotions at that moment. It didn't dawn on me what I did. And so by the time I realized what I did, he was already in bed and I would have felt even worse if I woke him up. And so as I sat there and I struggled with this, knowing that I did something or believing that I did something that was was hurtful to my son, I started going through these questions. Okay, well, what did I do? Well, I snapped at him. And the first thing I wanted to do was to justify my, my stance on why I did it and why he was annoying me at that moment and he deserved to get snapped at. But then I had to step back and go, okay, but is that the relationship you want with your son? Well, not at all. Okay, so what did you do? I snapped at him. How do you think that made him feel? And then I had to go through that process, which has probably made him feel small probably made him feel like he wasn't able to share his voice or he wasn't going to be good enough to join the conversation or just that he wasn't a good enough in general. Okay, well, how would you felt if someone did that to you? And then I went back and I remembered what that felt like at times when that happened to me. And I'll tell you what, man, I felt so bad for what I had done. I felt so guilty for what I had done. Now, the best part was I knew in the morning I was going to see him. And as soon as he got out of bed and kind of was up and ready to go, I was going to say, hey, buddy, I'm really, really sorry about what I did last night. And I didn't just say I'm sorry about what I did, but I acknowledged the fact that I caused, that I likely caused him pain. I said, it's probably really hard when your dad does that to you. And he says, yeah, it is. And so I sat with that and I sat with him in the, in the conversation. And what made it easy was I had already gone through all those questions in my head. I had already done that. And so because I did that, I didn't have to do the first step, which is say, are you okay? But I could jump right into the second step, which is, is really trying to answer question five. Now, this is a crucial step. And this is probably the most important step to saying, I'm sorry. Because if you really want someone to say you're sorry and you want sorry to do the job it's intended to do, which is to motivate you and inspire you to not do this thing again, then the easiest way to do that is to help connect them to the pain in which they've caused and how that pain would make them feel. Because if you can do that, it will limit or reduce the times at which that happens. Now we're all human beings. I've said, I'm sorry to my kids like a thousand times about overreacting when I'm emotional. And we've had a lot of conversations about it. I try very hard to manage my emotions when they tend to get the best of me. I do it probably much better than I would have if I didn't say I'm sorry and I didn't own my mistakes, but I, so I think it happens a lot less. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, it does. It's probably like once every two months that I really kind of like, I just, I'm in a moment and, and I, and I don't have the wherewithal to really to sit with other people's needs. And those are the hardest days. And I continue to learn and I continue to strive 
And I can say that I've gotten much better. But what has allowed me to do that is really trying to answer question five, which is, how would it feel if someone did that to me? What we don't want is we don't want sorry to be a task to complete. We don't want it just to be something you do in order to get to the next step. Because if it becomes that, then sorry is always going to be impersonal. And I've seen this, and the odds are you've seen this, whether you've seen it in coworkers, you've seen it in kids, you've seen it in yourself, that you say, I'm sorry, with the expectation that you just move on. But by moving on, you're not actually acknowledging the other person's pain, you're not actually sitting in it with them, and you're not actually thinking about what you would do. Because you're so focused on moving forward that, you, that you're not willing to sit in what is. And this goes back to that conversation with empathy, is learning how to do empathy well is really what helps us create the connections that will matter in our lives. Because remember, when we've done something that's undermined trust, the relationship itself is going to deteriorate over time. Sometimes it's really quickly, sometimes it happens over decades, but it erodes eventually. And then people get to a point where they go, well, I don't understand why that relationship fell apart. Well, sometimes it's because we've done something that has undermined the trust, or even someone's done something to us that's undermined the trust, and we now are no longer committed or as committed to ensuring the health of that relationship as we could. Trust is fundamental to all relationships. And when we do something that hurts someone else, and we don't stop and understand the pain we've caused. We don't, and we don't sit in, in helping them feel understood and, and them being validated for the pain that's being caused. Then we're going to undermine that relationship. And even though we've said we're sorry, oh, I, but I said I was sorry. But did we actually go through the steps of being sorry? Because if we did, then we'll understand. And then I would never have to say, well, I said I'm sorry to them. Because when I say I'm sorry to someone, my primary goal is simply to make sure that they're okay and that I understand what I did to hurt them. Because that's what step three is in this process. Step three is really a summary of when you say you're sorry to someone, what you're doing is you're summarizing the answers to those questions. Hey, I understand that I hurt you. I hurt you by doing this. I understand doing this makes you feel lousy. And I can understand because I would assume if someone did that to me, I would feel lousy. And it really doesn't matter what it is. It's answering those five questions in summary form when you say you're sorry to someone else. When I went up to my son and said, hey, I'm really sorry I snapped at you. Answered question one, what did I do? I snapped at you. I'm really sorry that I got caught up in my own emotions. I shouldn't have done that. Why I did it was the answer to question two. I've already identified that I've hurt him, which is the answer to question three. The other part, the other interesting part was, is that even though I didn't directly say it to my wife, I know my wife was frustrated with me. That was part of our conversation the night before when I realized what I'd done, is that those actions have an impact on her. They have an influence on my daughter as well. So we might think sometimes that the only person we hurt is the person we directly respond to, but that's not the way that social systems theory works at all. Uh, we can get into that in great detail. But we are, we know we are connected beings on many different levels. And so my attitude or my snappiness towards my son in that moment doesn't just directly impact him. It also impacts my wife and it impacts my daughter. 
probably impacts the dog too. And if I don't learn to manage that effectively, then the impact is going to have a ripple effect. And so it's not just, did I hurt him? It's also, who else, who did it hurt? And the answer is probably all my family, because really they've told me nobody likes it when I, when I get into that space, because I can be snappy and they don't like the way it makes him feel. And they don't like the way it makes them feel. So who did it hurt? It hurt all of my family. How did it hurt them? It hurt them in different ways. Now I stopped in that moment when I was saying I'm sorry and asked him how it made him feel. And it, it validated how I assumed it made him feel. It made him feel lousy. It made him feel like he couldn't do anything right. But I had already kind of figured that out the night before. So I'm sorry I'm making you, that, that my words make you feel like you can't do anything right. And then I had to come in with the, with the last piece of how would it make me feel? I realize, this is what I would say to him, is I realize that if someone treated me in the way that I treated you, I would feel awful too. And that's why it's not okay for me to do what I did or to, to have responded to you, to you in the way in which I did. It was not okay for me to do that. And it's not okay for anyone ever to do that. Because the sad part is, is that I'm his dad and he wants to let me off the hook. He wants everything in our relationship to be okay. He wants to say, oh, it's not a big deal, dad. Because it's easier just to push through it. But if I let him push through it and let it get away with him, then the odds are that he's going to let other people get away with things. And it's important for him to understand that it's never okay for anyone to treat him that way for any reason, in the same way that I'm not going to let him treat anyone else that way either. I'm going to hold him to that high standard because that's the standard I want for him to have. I want for my daughter to have, for my wife to have. I don't want anyone in my life to feel like at any moment, anyone should treat them any less, anything less than excellent, but definitely not in the way that I treated him in that moment. And so by going through all five of these questions, whether you do it in your head, and again, your kids, this is why it's so important to parenting is that, and it's even important in your marital relationship. I mean, this is family relationship simplified. Saying I'm sorry in any relationship, it's important to have someone to go through these questions with, to have, to process through these, because these aren't easy questions to answer all the time. Some of them are like, who did I hurt? Well, I clearly hurt you. They're not easy questions to answer sometimes. And so you want someone in your life that you can sit back and work through this with. I'm fortunate. My wife sat in it with me and I got a lot out of that conversation. So it's five questions and three steps in order to, to do well saying you're sorry. The first step is really to answer questions one through four. It's like getting the facts straight. Now, if you're saying sorry immediately, the easiest way to do that is to say, are you okay? it starts the discussion. If not, have someone you can discuss it with. So answer the questions. What did I do? Why did I do it? Who did it hurt? And how did it hurt them? If you can get the answers to those questions, then you're on the right track to saying, I'm sorry. The second step is to answer question five. How would it make me feel if someone did the same thing to me? This is the empathy stage. This is the stage at which if you do this well, this should be the thing that motivates them not to do this behavior again. And then the last step is to say, I'm sorry. And what you're trying to do in that last step is you're trying to summarize the answers to those five questions in a short, concise little sentence. For me, it was, I'm really sorry, buddy, that I snapped at you the way I did. I was not in the best place last night. I was really frustrated and I shouldn't have taken that out on you. I have no doubt it makes you feel less than or makes you feel like you can't contribute in moments like that. Because I know if someone did that to me, I'm sure it would make me feel the exact same way. 
I'm really sorry. If I can leave him with the sense that I actually understand what he's going through, then hopefully he will be willing to forgive me. Hopefully I can reestablish the connection and the relationship with him because we're going to both need that relationship moving forward because life's only going to get more complicated. And so there's so much value in learning to say I'm sorry correctly. And I hope this podcast will help you do that. You can always go get my Parenting to Potential class and learn about the importance and value of making mistakes. Feel free to schedule a, a call and I would, I would gladly help you through this process because it's a difficult process. But you have a great week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.